Welcome to the Break the Stigma podcast, where each episode, we focus on raising awareness and debunking the negative stigma behind mental health. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hi, my name is Angel, and this is the Break the Stigma podcast. Today, I have a special guest, my best friend, Bella. Do you want to Hello. introduce yourself? Yes, I am Bella. Um, <laughs> um, I am also 20 year, well, you're 20 now. Yeah. Uh, I'll be 20 in July. Um, I went to Montclair with Angel, that's how I met her. Um, right now, I dropped out of college to pursue uh, singing and a music career. Um, right now, I stream video games with my boyfriend too. Um, yeah, and obviously the most important reason I'm here is because I also have borderline personality disorder. Yes, so that is what we will be talking about in this episode, basically debunking the stigma behind it. In this episode, we're going to be talking about borderline personality disorder. For those of you that don't know, it's actually BPD Awareness Month. Yes, it so is. So that is, I feel like it's a good time to talk about it, debunk some stigma, because BPD isn't represented in media enough, and yeah. where it is represented, it's represented very poorly. So we're here to talk about what BPD is a little bit, and how we manage our day-to-day life with it, and debunk some stigmas that you guys might know about BPD like surrounding that. So do you want to start with like when you got diagnosed and how you knew you had BPD? Yeah okay so this is a long story. Um, I know most people's diagnosis is usually straightforward. You go to a psychiatrist, you get diagnosed, you get meds, you get treated. Well so I first went to therapy when I was in sixth grade and it wasn't for much it was mainly for my brother he had anger issues and also to help me and my brother's relationship which uh, didn't really work out very well um (laughs) so then when i was in eighth grade or seventh grade i started having problems of my own my parents were going through a divorce um the depression started hitting in i went to another therapist didn't work out and then in january of my freshman year of high school after my depression and identity issues and everything else started to like i I don't know what's the word like supersede like yeah yeah like come out and be expressed more i was already self-harming i was already like having suicidal ideations um yeah it, it wasn't fun so my mom finally took me to a psychiatrist um and a, and a therapist, but um, they were in the same office. So my first psychiatrist, she was very nice. Um, she took me in, uh, did like an evaluation on my mental state. Um, she immediately diagnosed me with major depressive disorder, um, generalized anxiety disorder and social anxiety disorder. Um, and then she brought my mom in and explained to her that she thinks I have BPD. But at the time I was only 14 years old, so they can't, they're suggested not to diagnose any personality disorders when you're under 18 because your brain hasn't had enough time to like, I don't know, develop. So um, she was like, I'm gonna put like a rule out. So it's not an official diagnosis. It's just like a rule out saying like, this is like most likely what's present. So she put that in my records. And so like since then I pretty much like, I pretty much like knew that I had it because you know, like 
it's hard to tell when you're like a freshman and you're figuring yourself out and stuff but I just like knew in my heart that it was different than what anyone else was going through like I don't know like I would sit there on a bus like going to and fro school and just like think about myself listen to music and like I would literally get so much anxiety just thinking about myself yeah <laughs> and like everything it's so it's so fuzzy now because I don't know if you get this too but depression blocks out huge chunks of memory in my brain so I yeah. barely remember like my first two years of high school I don't remember anything like before senior year honestly yeah <laughs> it's simpler um like right after I saw my psychiatrist I was on meds I was she put me on Lexapro and I had a suicide attempt right after that <laughs> yeah so that was like the major like I don't know, it was one of the major like mental health crises of my of my life and like I'm thankful to have only like one official attempt I guess because most people have a lot of them before they get help that they need so my mom brought me to the ER and they were like yeah to clear you we have to have you like stay in this room for a little bit and just tell us that you're fine I was like, I'm not fine. I want to kill myself right now. I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, that's a valid way to cope because it's yeah. ridiculous when you think back on it. Like, yeah. that's the only way that they were gonna, that they weren't listening to you. Yeah, so what happened was, what wound up happening is I was in crisis, which is like a little bubble of mental like yeah. cage and they had them come in and evaluate me and I was like yeah I want to hurt myself right now <laughs> and I don't know like it felt like I felt like numb like I knew I wanted to hurt myself but it was like I wasn't sitting there crying you know yeah. it was just like oh okay I'm in a hospital right now like, like do -do 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 -do. just accepting reality yeah yeah <laughs> like almost like I like I wasn't accepting it though I was like it felt like normal yeah and a lot of i don't know trauma i guess like most people are like bpd like happens from a place of trauma like i knew i know you have valid trauma like yeah. for bpd but i feel like guilty sometimes i feel like i didn't experience as much trauma as other people like i guess like when I think about it, some bad things have happened, like, my parents' divorce is obviously, like, a really common problem. Yeah. Um, and then, like, my brother treated me like shit growing up, like, he would bump me into walls and throw things at me. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it, it was seen as normal, like, a normal brother and sister thing. But, like, we never really... And you don't have uh, to have, like, extreme trauma to have BPD. Like, it doesn't have to go to, like the extreme that other people would do. It could be something as like, I'm not trying to minimize, but it could be something as like simple as a divorce or it could be as extreme as like witnessing uh, suicide happen. Like there's like different spectrums of yeah. trauma. It's not just a one size fits all. Yeah, I, I, I never really like considered it like that because everyone's like, oh, like I was like sexually assaulted or physically yeah. assaulted or stuff like that. Um, but one of the like most traumatizing events I think of like my life besides my suicide attempt also my freshman year of high school my mom was going through an insane depression because her and my dad finally split up in like my eighth grade year of 
my eighth grade year of high school. No, my eighth grade <laughs> year of middle school. Um, but one night my dad was at work, he didn't come home yet, and my brother was just chilling in his room. Um, my mom like came into my room, I was just chilling too, and she was like crying her eyes out. And she was like, if anything happens to me, this is what I took. And she like handed me a list of like pills that she took. My dad wasn't home yet, so he had no idea what was happening. And if like the ambulance came and she was fine, she would be pissed off at me and I didn't like, I don't know. I was so scared. So I, I, I needed to sleep because I had school in the morning the next day. And I got up and I barely slept all night because I was terrified. And the first thing I did in the morning, I was like, I need to go check on her. And were you like, you're still only 14, so like, were you in therapy at that point talking about it and they still thought that you had BPD or like, was it still like they weren't? I don't think I told anyone about it when it happened. Okay. I still don't know if my therapist knows about it. One of the things I struggle with the most is my fear of abandonment for B BPD. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also stemmed from several things in my life. Like the summer before um, high school, like I was saying, like all those friends who like weren't, were like toxic towards me and like were using me as like a therapist or whatever. And my friend texted me out of nowhere. She was like, I can't be your friend anymore. Like we've been friends since sixth grade. Mm -hmm. We were practically sisters. She was like my only like best friend. The next day, Andre, my boyfriend's parents found out and they treated me like a monster. They like kept talking to him saying, oh, be careful of her. She's gonna hurt you. Like, because- Saying that to who? To my boyfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because they found out I had severe depression. Mm -hmm. Like that's the trauma, like not the trauma, the stigma when it comes to mental health. Like, yeah. oh, like they're a monster, like they're gonna hurt you. Like, I still don't have a good relationship with his parents, like because of that now. My um, my story with getting diagnosed wasn't as, as hectic as that. I'm sorry you had to go through all of that. It's okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I just got, all this is boiling down to the fact that I just got officially diagnosed with BPD. You, like, you officially did? You like officially two months ago, okay. yes. That's good. I, I was like, after years and years, what was it, like six years now? Yeah. I was like, I want to have this diagnosis. I'm tired of being this limbo. I'm 20 years old now. <laughs> yeah. I, like, when I was 18, I brought it up and they were like, I don't think you need it. Yeah, and I think that that's the thing too. Like, people think that labels are bad, but as someone like struggling with something and not having a label on it, you just think that you're crazy if yeah. there's no label on there it. There's so many people who are like, I'm afraid to get help because I think I'm faking it. Yeah. And like, just having that there is assurance like enough, I feel like. And my therapist is always like, treat the symptoms, not the disorder. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I have all the symptoms, so what's the point in not, like, diagnosing the disorder? Exactly, and people that, there's people out there that don't even know that they have something as severe as BP. Like, with me, I was, like, wrongly diagnosed with bipolar when I first got diagnosed. They told me that I had bipolar, and, I mean, I have some symptoms of bipolar, but BPD, I feel like, is the more extreme Probably. version yeah. of it. 
Um, and so whenever I got the bipolar label, it was like, yeah, like that's okay, but like it's not enough because bipolar isn't like I feel things so much more extremely than people that had than people that have bipolar. Yeah, bipolar isn't BPD. It like you could like you literally sent to me like what is the most painful mental disorder and it comes up in Google borderline. borderline. Yeah. I'm not trying to say our mental illness is like worse than other people's, but it's it's very very painful and it's very extreme. It definitely is. And yeah. no one knows anything about it because no one gets diagnosed with it. We're Hey guys, it's Angel and Kiana from Break the Stigma Podcast, and we're here to tell you how easy it is to start a podcast with Anchor. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download Download the the free Anchor Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. (laughs) misdiagnosed with bipolar what's up guys we are back hello so um that first half of the episode was a little bit heavier so we're going to try and make it a little bit on the lighter side and just talk about some of the general misconceptions about bpd and um overall debunking the stigma behind everything about it so we talked about how one of the biggest misconceptions of people with bpd is that they can't function well in relationships Mm-hmm. And uh, Bella and I are both in very happy relationships. We've been in them for years. You've been with your boyfriend for like five years. Just six, five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll be with mine for two years in May. And um, it's healthy. Like, it's okay. Like, we don't struggle. I mean, do you have any, like, significant, like, issues in your relationships? I mean, at first, it was very hard. Like, as time progressed, like, in our first beginning of a relationship, I was um, terribly, like, I guess a little bit controlling because I was scared of like he was the only person I had so I needed to be with him 24-7. Um, it also so, goes with that like fear of abandonment. Yeah. To, like trying exactly. to like get them to not leave you so you have to control. Like, yeah everything stems back to that yeah. like for me anyway. Like I'm just scared on the inside. Like I, I'm angry and stuff and I like lash out because I don't want people to leave because it happens so often. Yeah. Like, for someone who's scared of abandonment, I get abandoned very often. Exactly. (laughs) I've been abandoned by therapists, which makes it, like, even worse. Like, the people that aren't supposed to abandon you. Yeah. Abandon you. And, Mm -hmm. like, it's especially, like, when it comes to parents, too. Like, do you feel like you were abandoned by your mom? Or, like, do you feel like it was... I mean... She moved away because it was, like, something that she needed to do. Okay. So, that's another thing. At first, I felt heartbroken because my mom was, like, my everything. My mom has, like, bipolar, too. Uh, when I was younger, our relationship was shaky because all of the stuff that she did, like, yeah, whatever. But as I got a little bit older, I understood that she was dealing with bipolar as well. And so, like, I was able to converse with her and stuff. And she was the only person that I told, like, I self-harmed and that believed me when I said, like, I was having all these issues and I needed to go to a psychiatrist and stuff. So when she moved away, it was really heartbreaking. Yeah, the same thing happened to me with uh, my dad. For anyone watching that doesn't know, I think everyone watching does know. I have a younger brother, um, my from a different mom. But whenever my dad lived with my brother, I felt like jealous of my brother because he was getting all of my dad's attention. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of it, but like 
they were living together so obviously that was like more yeah and I felt abandoned at one point in my life but like again it wasn't my dad's fault like he had another kid to take care of but looking back on it like whenever I was younger it was definitely like the end of the world because then we take it to heart we yeah. think it's our fault exactly it's definitely like an internalized thing and still now like I'm always like there has to be something wrong with me for people to keep walking out of my life like this yeah like I still struggle with that where I'm like some days I'm like all right fuck you like I am who I am take me or leave me exactly and then other days I'm like damn my self-worth is like down here right now yeah because like where where are where is anyone where yeah. where are my friends you know where like I don't know it's hard but I also think something that's gotten harder for me over the years like my relationship has gotten way better because I went through DBT too. Yeah, that Which helps. is like specialized for borderline. Mm -hmm. um, and so that incredibly helped my relationship. Dude, I don't know where I would be without my boyfriend right now. Same. He is literally the most understanding, like, like sympathetic. And we both have self worth too. Like, without him, if I was with anyone else, I would be like, that psycho crazy bitch, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I had anyone else, I'd be seen as that crazy ex-girlfriend. <laughs> he he takes the time to understand my illness. Yeah. And he takes the time to understand that I'm working on myself. And that I have worked on myself for, like, six years now. Yeah, with Levi, he, like, I feel bad because I always try and push him away. Because I, like, I have a whole, like, I'm gonna leave you before you leave yeah. me type mindset. Because mm -hmm. I'm always scared that he's gonna leave. But every time he always like reassures me like no like you're fine i'm not leaving i'm not like i always felt like with my past relationships before him that they were like scared of me and because like you said like people would be they're perceived as monsters and yeah. like it's something that's like huge and like they're gonna hurt you and they're gonna manipulate you and they're gonna do all of these disastrous things and so i always was afraid that like i was just pushing everyone away and scaring them away with my mental illness and so that's why i tried to like i guess make a different personality for myself which mm. also is a borderline thing like i have different personalities based on who i hang out with and who i'm yeah with at the time and i want to be my full authentic self for my boyfriend and for my friends that i care about but it's like something that's ingrained in my mind that i need to like change every aspect about my personality to make people like me because i don't want to be perceived as someone with a personality disorder yeah and that's what what people like don't understand that's what separates bpd from like any a mood disorder you know we have yeah. that whole identity personality bs <laughs> <laughs> it's like you see on these borderline groups everyone being like oh like who am i gonna be today like i'm hanging out with this person time yeah. to put on my other personality yeah and like there's these funny memes that are like when you're hanging with all of your friends at once and, and you're like, like the personality yeah <laughs> i've seen that meme yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like all the different masks that you have to put on it's like crazy and it's it's like so tiring it's exhausting people don't realize that like we're not trying to change our personality for like anyone else it's for ourself and it's yeah. exhausting like we don't want to have to do that it's, it's like we we feel like we have need. to be someone else for different people so they yeah. don't walk away i feel like it comes down for me yeah exactly I don't know, like how it is like for other people everyone has their reasons for doing the stuff that they do yeah yeah definitely now i wanted to get into um what we think personally is like there's many traits about bpd and all, both of us have almost all of them just checked off <laughs> but 
I want to get into what we think is the hardest aspect of having BPD. For me, it's that I feel like everything that goes wrong in my life is the absolute end of the world and that I need to like not be alive because of it. Like I could literally like drop my bowl of food on the floor and I would think that I deserve to die because of it and it's the end of the world versus just being to anyone else it would just be like some minor inconvenience that yeah. happened and they would move on but for me it's like the absolute end of the world black and white there's no in between thinking with it so what I, is that for you? I don't know I have extreme like splitting like problems like I've ruined all of my relationships right, in the past is splitting is year. sorry oh yeah it's okay it's um splitting is a term specific to borderline personality disorder um when you either love something or hate something within a matter of minutes hours days like very 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 quickly yeah. um usually it's with people um it's like that kind of black and white thinking like you were saying mm -hmm. um like one day like you'll love someone you'll idolize them and then they'll like do the tiniest thing or they don't even have to do something at all and the next day you'll be like damn what the hell was i thinking this person sucks i hate them whatever and like that's happened to like most of my friendships and why I like walk away from people and like just start like ghosting them. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I self-sabotage my relationships because of that. And I have so much anger and like resentment in me. I don't, I don't know. Like it's like a form of self-protection almost. Yeah. And just there's so much like you said like i'll go through like all of my emotions in one day and it's so hard to get through life like this because i have to deal with my emotions 10 times worse than the average person yeah and it's exhausting you know like i know we're gonna touch on this again but without my medication without dbt without therapy like i wouldn't i wouldn't be alive today yeah like i like it shouldn't be seen as a sign of weakness and people also don't understand that medication isn't like you said it's not a sign of weakness it's because we literally lack the chemicals in our brain that we need to function like yeah we don't have serotonin in our brain so the medication helps implement implant whatever the word is to <laughs> the serotonin into our brain it's not just we're taking drugs to like get away from reality it's literally that we cannot function everyday life without having those certain chemicals in our brain to help yeah. us function people think it's bullshit you know like people who don't struggle with mental illness saying oh you're making it up it's a scapegoat like yeah you don't want to admit to stuff and i'm like no it's literally physical too it's just physical just as physical as it is emotional and stuff yeah. like that's why we take the medication we have is to boost the levels it's not just a magic pill that we take yeah and I definitely think that people don't realize that mental pain is a lot worse than physical pain, not minimizing like physical pain, obviously. Like if you break your leg, you break your leg and that hurts. But mm -hmm. like mental pain is like a excruciating thing that no one, like you wouldn't understand unless you struggle with a mental illness, but it's something that you have to deal with every single day. If you break your leg, it's gonna heal eventually. Like if you're, if you, I don't know, sprain your ankle, it's gonna heal eventually. If you, get in a car accident and your face is all busted it'll heal eventually <laughs> but like with mental illness that's something you deal with every aspect every of every day until you take your last breath like it's something that never goes away you have to deal with it every single day and that's something exhausting. i struggle with too it's exhausting thinking about that that it'll never go away yeah no matter how much i treat myself go to therapy 
I'm always like, I'm gonna have to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Since my junior year or sophomore year, I've been on Lamictal, which is um, like one of the most common like mood stabilizers. Yeah. So that helped with my anger, my irritation, my mood swings, like intensely. Like, my Lamictal is like my rock. Yeah. Like, I don't know what best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Without my Lamictal, I'd be a whole nother person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was also on Lamictal. Um, but the only reason I changed it actually is because I don't know if this is an issue for you, but I am very stubborn when it comes to taking pills because I feel like in my brain I don't need them, even though I know I do. Uh, um, so I don't like taking pills. So my psychiatrist came up with a solution. Uh, there's only certain medications that they have this for, but there's a drug called Abilify, which is mm. also a mood stabilizer, and they have an injection for it. So instead of taking the pill, they just inject. It's basically just a shot, and it basically puts the serotonin into you like that instead of orally taking it. Mm. And that helped me a lot because I'm very non-compliant when it comes to taking pills. But yeah. I'm on that, and then I'm on an oral of Zoloft, and Zoloft is like the most I'm on Common Zoloft right now too. I just I just changed the Zoloft from Paxil because of weight gain, even though yeah. I don't seem to be losing any weight anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> antidepressants. Right away. <laughs> but anyway, I I also don't like being on medication. I always like I'm like I don't want to take medicine anymore. Like I'm done with this. Cut a cold turkey. Yeah, but I'm like I I'm always like to my boyfriend I'm gonna do it, and he's like don't do that you're dumb that yeah. would be the dumbest thing ever literally and he literally gets mad at me when i suggest it and i'm like okay i won't i won't die <laughs> <laughs> with that being said i think that this has been a great episode what do you think how how do you feel your first time being on a podcast i mean it's great i still feel like i have so much to say do you have anything specific you want to touch on before uh, we go <laughs> i feel like people with bpd attract people with bpd and that's why we're friends yeah, but sometimes it doesn't work out very well, and I yeah. hate them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I've met... Uh, like, I realized, I think, that we're better as friends than we are as roommates. Like, whenever we were roommates, yes. that was horrible. Yes. It was so bad. That was terrible. Um, I, I love you so much. And, like, we had so much fun, like, over the summer doing our adventures and stuff. But when we lived together, that was just absolute shit. Don't live with someone else with BPD, y'all. <laughs> if you take one thing from this episode... <laughs> Do not live with someone that has borderline personality disorder if you also have borderline personality disorder. Yeah, it's hard. On that note, thank, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for having me on. Of course. And thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And I hope that you both learned something or if you also have borderline related to it, maybe this made you realize that you should see a psychiatrist if you <laughs> experience any of the symptoms that we talked about. Yeah. Um, but no self-diagnosing. We don't approve of that. No. Definitely see a psychiatrist, see a professional, please. And don't be scared. Don't, yeah. don't think it's weakness because in the long run, you'll be stronger. Yes. BPD is a very complex disorder and self-diagnosing can be dangerous. You don't mm -hmm. just want to get yourself on medication for BPD if you don't actually have it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching. And I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>